A blessed and a wonderful morning to you, all their friends. Once again, welcome to the Porter's Gate online broadcast. This is another beautiful, wonderful, glorious day the Lord has ushered us into. Today is the 30th of the month of January 2023. What, what a beautiful day. What a glorious season heaven has once again ushered into our space, into our life. Yes, it's, 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 it's an honor to be alive, to see the light of today, to understand that God is still at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Wherever you are this morning, if you're watching or listening from you know, Southern Africa, and if you're connecting to us or you're going to be connecting to us from outside South Africa, whatever your time zone is, I want to welcome you to another beautiful live session in the presence of God. We've been dealing with the concept of uh, uh, the tabernacle, the restoration of the tabernacle of David. And we're seeking to understand what that is, what that means, what that represents right, to the body of Christ, to creation, and of course to the groaning of creation. We want to walk in the reality of divine truth so that our life, amen, can move towards the fulfillment of God's divine counsel for our life. Welcome, my dear sister Priscilla, this morning. God bless you. And any other person that will be joining us this morning, let's quickly delve into God's heart and mind for this wonderful day. Father, we thank you once again. We rejoice in you. Our heart is gladdened for the fact that we are alive, for the fact that we are still breathing. Indeed, our breath is an expression of your mercy. And we are grateful for this, O oh God. We would dare not take this for granted. We appreciate your love and kindness. We thank you once again that what you will let you will lead us further into your heart, into your mind. You will help us to understand your emphasis for our day. There will be clarity regarding what you are, yes, pointing to. Lord, we will not take these words, these teachings for granted. We ask, oh God, that our ears be open. Let our heart once again, yes, be awakened to this speakings, to this demand, to this requirement. Thank you, Lord, that you are bringing us to the place of maturity as you spoke to us yesterday. This is the day of maturity. This is the day of development. This is the day where you are adding to us and we are grateful. So, Lord, as we look again into the emphasis of your spirit, may we flow in the direction, oh God, of your instruction. May we be built up, oh God. May we become indeed a company of them who will incarnate the spirit, yes, of the restoration of the fallen tent of David. Thank you once again that our hearts, oh God, will align with you and you'll be glorified in our midst. Amen and amen. Welcome. If you're joining us, we want to bless the Lord for the way he has been coming to us, the way he's been speaking to us and uh, the directions that he has been leading us. The Lord spoke to us, amen, last year, just like I said uh, uh, yesterday, before uh, the, the, the end of last year, he, he began to emphasize on the concept of uh, um, the, the key of David. He spoke to us from the book of uh, Revelation chapter 3, and we read that yesterday, and that he is opening to us a door and he's amen he's the one with the key he called and he called that key the key of david and we know that when god speaks of course he uses allegories he uses symbols okay and uh, many a times you know there are powerful truths that are hidden within 
the speakings of God, all right, or that which we are we are reading in the Word of God. So we want to, amen. That is the the, the responsibility of one that is committed to the things of the Spirit. We want to probe. We want to search out. We want to find out. Yes, what are what are what are what what are hidden? Amen. In the speakings of God, we want to know what the Lord, Amen, is saying to us, and therefore imbibe those truth, Amen, as part of what we need, Amen, as instrument of our edification of our building up. Yes. So we we are dealing with, Amen, this concept that is defined, Amen. In fact, this is one uh, uh, teaching that I know that is very very uh, 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 popular. Let me let me let me put it that way. Among uh, uh, some of the prophetic intercessory, you know, community, or, or, or we, many a times you hear the you hear teachings around, you know, the tabernacle. Okay, and we and that's a beautiful teaching. If if we understand the spirit to which God has spoken, all right, we hear about the teaching around the tabernacle, <clears throat> and then the tabernacle of David, and all of that. You know, the, we we pick concept from the Old Testament and try to apply them into the New Testament. And that is something every serious believer should do. But many a times those teachings, uh, you know, have been tilted towards one direction. And I am seeking through or at this uh, uh, sessions to go beyond just, you know, one, 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 if you, if you will, one angle. We want to look at the entire sphere, the entire scope. Amen. Of the heart of God, if the Lord would grant us such a grace, that is what I believe a man should happen as a responsible, you know, a, 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 you know, teacher of God's word. <clears throat> Excuse me. We need to look at the, the entire counsel of God's word from all angles. We want to understand, Amen, what the Spirit of God. Excuse me. <clears throat> What the Spirit of God is emphasizing, how that emphasis, amen, impacts or affects our work with the Lord in terms of, you know, revelation, in terms of knowledge, in terms of vision, in terms of counsel, in terms of understanding. We, you see, when God speaks, God speaks to us, amen, in a voluminous way, in a, in a, in a way, amen, that impacts almost every aspect of life. So if we are myopic, if we are, you know, very narrow-minded in, in understanding or in relating to the things of God, then we are going to be, we're going to be limited. We're, we're, we're going to be stunted in our growth. We want to develop. We want to have, amen, a full, if you will, a full meal. We want to have a full understanding. We want to eat the meat of the word of God. And this is why God, amen, it, it began to speak to us that this teaching yesterday, excuse me, yesterday, God began to emphasize that this teaching is 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 calling us to maturity all right yes there is there is a word that is for you know those who are still young in the things of the spirit and you give them what is called the milk of the word and then there is those that of course we, we give uh, uh, what you call the bread of the word okay and that is still good and we, we and, and sometimes we do you know when i have my tea i still take milk that doesn't mean that i'm a babe amen but uh, uh, some some milk is good you know bread is good but this teaching amen if 
you will, is, is bringing us to a point where we will have to eat what is called the meat of God's word. Jesus said, my meat, he didn't say my, he didn't say my, 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 my milk, he said my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. So, uh, uh, there's, there's a kind of feeding, amen, that we come into. There's a kind of meal, there's a kind of food that we begin to eat that gives us, if you will, the required energy they require strength capacity amen to enter into the scope of what is highlighted as the will of god that is not something that you know uh, um, everybody you know loves this is not it's not an appealing you know thing to to most believers okay where you enter into the realm where you begin to feed amen on doing the will of god jesus said my meat Alright, my meat is to do, do the will of him who sent me and to finish it, okay? And to finish it. And that immediately will, you know, direct me to connect to what we're going to be looking at, amen, in terms of the introduction of what, you know, we're emphasizing this morning, alright? We, we, we're going to look at this scripture. Look at the scripture in Romans chapter, let's start with Romans chapter 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle alright, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. I, I want us to note the way Paul, amen is introducing or how the scripture introduces Paul his mission, amen, his calling alright, I want us to note that because like I said, when we read the word of God, at least from this point on, at this stage we find ourselves, when we read the word of God we must read it, amen with a matured uh, spirit, okay? We've got to read it with a mature spirit, meaning that we have to we have to approach the word from a dimension of seeking to understand all of that which, amen, has been revealed. And even that which we do not see, we want the Lord to open our eyes, okay, to see them so that, amen, we can we can glean, we can we can excavate, if you will, amen, the, the, the true uh, riches, hallelujah, of, of, of God's treasure in, in the word. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, amen, set apart for the gospel of God. This is important. What is this gospel? Those are part of the things that we are going to be extracting, we are going to be bringing out as we journey further. Verse 2 says, the gospel, amen, he promised. So he's explaining what this gospel of God is. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophet in the Holy Scripture. Through his prophet in the Holy Scripture. And then verse 3 says, regarding his son. So you can see this gospel of God is directly connected to who? To the son. So the gospel of God, amen, is the is the good news, if you will, the presentation, the revelation, hallelujah, the coming of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, who is the son of God, sonship, amen, is a gospel, hallelujah, sonship is a gospel, in fact, the gospel of sonship is the gospel of, amen, God's portal, whenever God wants to do anything, Amen. Within the within the life of people, within the space of people, he needs one. Amen. Who will play? Who will take the role of a son? Because whenever God wants to move, he only uses sons 
I don't say whenever God wants to bless, God can bless anybody. God can, you know, you know, do whatever he wants to do in terms of his sovereignty. But whenever his intention, his prophetic counsel is about to be birthed in the earth, he must raise, hallelujah, uh, 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 if you will, a symbol of sonship. One who has come into an understanding of God's way, of God's will, of God's desire, amen, and submit himself. Sonship, sonship has to be birthed. Alright, sonship has to be birth. He said, today you have become my son. Of course, he came from heaven. He was the son of God. That's his title. But we see that he went beyond just a title to manifesting the very nature, the very life, the very expression, hallelujah, of sonship. It's important that we look at all of this so that we don't think that, well, once I've given my life to Jesus, all is well. Well, I'm outward bound. Sorry, it doesn't work like that. Amen. Sonship requires that you submit yourself. Amen. The Bible says he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Sonship prepares for us a particular pattern, a particular way. Amen. It, 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 it defines to us, amen, a, a stream of life that we have to understand and we have to adhere to. Alright, whenever God wants to do anything, there's a way he wants to do it, amen. There's a time he wants to do it, there's a there's a principle and there's a value system that he uses, amen. Yes, to bring forth those things. That's why it's not enough to say, well, look at what I have done. No, there were many things that people did that were rejected because they did not do it according, according to the gospel of God, which is, amen, the ministry of the revelation of sonship, alright. Regarding his son, who, amen, listen to this, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David. In other words, Jesus did not just come through any other means. <laughs> this is important. He didn't come through any other channel. He didn't follow any other lineage or descendant. Amen. The scriptures say he came through the lineage of David. Now the Bible did not say he came through the lineage, amen, of Jesse. We know that Jesse is the father of David. Why did they have to choose the name David, amen, and not Jesse? Have you thought about that? Has that occurred to you? Why? Well, because David is the beloved, but the one that was rejected by men. Do you know that the name David means the beloved, the loved one, the loved, the loved one of the father, but he's the one rejected by men. Doesn't that, amen, reflect, amen, a dimension in Christ? Jesus is the lover, he's the sent one, but he's the one we rejected, but he's the redeemer. He's the one, hallelujah, God has ordained and designed, amen, to redeem humanity. So you're going to be seeing, amen, a parallel, okay? Not what I'm saying. You're going to be seeing, you're going to be seeing, you're going to be hearing a lot of parallel between, you know, David's life and our Lord Jesus Christ's life. Not because, amen, David came from a perfect home. Not because, amen, uh, 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 David was the most perfect human being. No, but because of the certain value, certain quality, amen, that David exhibited, that David, amen, reflected, that David showcased, even when he had the opportunity to kill his, his enemy, he refused. 
He said, I dare not touch the anointed of the Lord. So you're going to be seeing a lot of, like I said, a lot of pattern. There's going to be a lot of, you know, allegories and symbolism in this teaching. But all of this, please note what I'm about to say. All of this is to reveal, amen, divine principle, God's divine counsel to us. To reveal God's divine order, amen. And of course, to finally reveal Christ to us. Because whatever we are doing, we are seeking one thing and one thing alone. The revelation of Jesus Christ so in my note let me show you this quickly thank you Jesus I hope you are getting something this morning this is interesting this is very uh, uh, wonderful teaching and I hope that this will bring us you know even to you know to a clearer understanding okay of what the spirit of God is emphasizing in this season because that is my intention all right in my note I said this as David represented the earthly portal of the coming of the coming and the manifestation of the kingdom of God, of course, through the through you know through the Son, we amen are now witnessing the same occurring or occurrence, amen, of a prophetic time and season, amen, that will open the next phase, that will open the next phase of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, as David, amen, represented, I just read that scripture in Romans. Now, we just read that scripture in Romans, amen. David, David was the portal to which Christ came into the earth, amen. According to his earthly life, all right, the Davidic life, amen, the Davidic spirit, the Davidic pattern, amen, was the channel to which God, hallelujah, yes, sent his son into the earth. Think about that. That is huge. If you're tracking the spirit of God, if you're tracking the heart of God, if we're tracking the mind of God for this season, that's not something to take lightly, all right? That Jesus came into this world, he came, hallelujah, to, to carry out the Father's bidding, amen, through one lineage, amen, through one family, amen, and they did not use the father of David as a voice of representation, they didn't use his son name, they said through the lineage of David, to me, that is not something to brush aside. That is something I need to probe. I want to understand, okay? Because whatever that key of David means and represents, amen, must be pointing me, must be giving me an access into certain revelation and reality, amen, that will make me, amen, a type of David that, uh, that the Lord, amen, can also use in terms of his coming in this season. And of course, in the final millennial reign of Christ on earth, did you get the point? Are you seeing where we are going? You see, people in, in the scripture are not just there as example. They are not just, you know, icons to be celebrated. People in the, in the scripture also carry, amen, a particular kind of spirit. A particular kind of spirit that is required, that is needed. Alright? If we are going to finish well. If we're going to finish the intentions of God, if we're going to enter into the scope, listen to this, of a powerful, advanced, prophetic nature, huh? if we're going to be a people who represent a strong governmental apostolic spirit, we have to connect to this spirit, to this grace called the Davidic amen, tabernacle. Hallelujah. The Davidic tabernacle is not, amen, some tabernacle being physically built is a is a making of a spirit oh jesus help me here is a making of a spirit is a quality amen of a spiritual life is a position of understanding 
is a temperament. Amen. It's a temperament that we have to build and it's going to require a lot of development. It's going to require a lot of work. Amen. God is going to work in our life to such a degree that you will not believe it. I'm telling you, you think you're ready for the things of God. You think you're prepared. You think because you've got an anointing, suddenly you're ready to take the world. No, they are going to walk in you. And that walk is a reflection, is a, is a typology of what they did in the life of David. I hope you know that David had been anointed, amen, from, from a very young age. He's been fighting and killing bears, amen, and, and lions, hallelujah, from a very young age. But God's intention for his life, hallelujah, did not occur until he entered, amen, that realm of maturity, until he came of age. Do you know that David was anointed three times? David was anointed three times. Oh, God, help us. You see, we have to go. That's why I keep saying that these things that we are looking looking at, amen, is going to ruffle our feathers. It's going to challenge our belief system. It's going to make a demand on, on how we look at the things of God and how we define, amen, maturity or preparation. God is going to open our eyes again as they begin to unveil to us, amen, the mystery of God's will so that we can carry out heaven's divine intention. God does not have double standard. He has a unique way of dealing with each and every one of us. But God does not have a double standard. God, God has just one standard. And that standard, amen, must be used to bring forth his intentions and counsel. Particularly if when a day that we have found ourselves that requires a mature prophetic company of men and women. I'm not talking about a people who just go about prophesying. Amen. The prophetic is a, is a making of a spirit. is a development, amen, of a competent spiritual lifestyle, hallelujah, that allow us to see things the way heaven ordained them, that allow us to relate and communicate, amen, in the way the Father, amen, ordained it, amen. The mature spirit is a spirit, amen, that allow us to walk and to operate in all the fullness, if you well of the fruit of the spirit and of course of the giftings of the spirit this is not emphasizing one and leaving you know the rest behind like i said this teaching that i'm doing many have done them in time past in the in the in the in the i think in the early 90s there were a lot of teaching about the restoration of the tabernacle of david you will notice that the emphasis my emphasis on this on this teaching is not just about amen a gathering it's about, amen, the, the, the making of a spirit. It's about the coming into a life of a man who represented, amen, what many have parroting, amen. We have to come into that order of a life that a man will walk, amen, in a priesthood, yet with the governmental authority, amen, to fight, amen, within the realms of satanic, you know, uh, 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 you know, challenge. Yet this man could still stand before the Lord, amen, and offer offering and offer sacrifice on, on, unto God. This is one man, amen, that the scripture never really gave us, amen, a, a, a deep insight in terms of his priesthood. Yet, amen, this man went into the temple of God, amen, and partook, amen, of the shoe bread. And not only did he take the bread, amen, he offered it to his own army. This, this is more like in a sacrilege and an abomination. Yet because many of us really do not understand that there was a priesthood, that there's still a priesthood in David. 
that the priesthood of David is not about the natural material ceremonial thing that is done amen in the physical temple that the priesthood of David is a condition of a heart that when God looks into the heart of God and into the heart of David he saw a man that has a standing before him and you're going to see I'm not going to rush this you're going to see as we go on in this in this teaching that David amen was not just a prophet he was also a priest and then he was a king is a shepherd is a psalmist I mean there are, David fulfilled if you will the entire fivefold ascended ministry only in David in the Old Testament that you will find that one man amen walk in the entire ascended fivefold ministry David so this is not a joke friends I hope that we are ready and truly prepared and I hope that this teaching will not just remain, you know, some uh, uh, good idea. Wow, wow, wow. What? A, no, no. This teaching are to add stones to the building up of, amen, of the building up of the edifice of God, to the building up, amen, of the house of God. Amen. God is building his church. He's still building his church. I hope we know that. Amen. Jesus said, I will build my church. Is called out once. He's building them. Why is he building them? Okay, we're gonna see because one of the one of the scripture that we're also tracking is Amos. Amen. Now eleven. You've seen that he's scrolling down. Amen. At the screen. But I want us to look at that again. Let me just quickly move out of out of this point. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. We're laying some very beautiful uh, 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 foundational instructions. You see, if there is. If there's anything you need to focus on in this period in time, don't be running around looking for prophecy, looking for amen, somebody to lay hands on you. Somebody, no, you need to sit down, amen, and let the word of God become your prophetic guide. The things that we need to know, we need to understand are already embedded within the word of God. What we are trying to do through this teaching, amen, is to begin to excavate, to mine the word of God. We want to mine the word of God so that, amen, the riches, the treasures, amen, that we need to carry out the intentions of God, amen, in this season, amen, can be, can be given to us. But we have to dig deep into the scripture. We have to excavate earlier. We've got to go beyond amen you know the peripherals the, the scripture told us amen that this this order this city this house that god is building are made up of amen 12 foundations so you see how we have to some time ago i was reading amen what these foundations are the quality the characters amen of each of those gems the sapphires, hallelujah, yes, the, 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 the qualities of each of those stones must be well embedded within our life so that indeed nothing of this world will be able to shake or move our house because I tell you, whatever house you think you have built will be tested, will be tried, the wind is going to come, the rain is going to come, the storms are already here and if that house is not built on the required value system, and it's not built with the right spiritual material. The Bible says our house will be tested by fire. But not only are they tested by fire. They'll be tested by the wind. They'll be tested by the storm. They'll be tested by the rain. The floods are going to come. Yes. 
many will suffer loss and many are already suffering loss many people have lost so many things but they don't know how to you know how to recover themselves well this is a this is a word of encouragement this is a word amen of of restoration because many of the things that we have built we have built with the wrong material we have built with the wrong attitude we have built with the wrong value system so those things amen in 2020 were washed away come on 2020 was a season of mercy for us 2020 was a season of mercy for us. It was a season where God purged his house. It was a season where, amen, God moved us, amen, from the realm where, you know, Noah found himself, amen, and, and allowed us, hallelujah, to be carried by, by, by the flood of life, by the flood of destruction into the next fair called Mount Ararat. Come on. Now we are down from Mount Ararat. Now we have to rebuild again. And God said, in the last day, these are the days, amen, of the restoration. He said, in the last day, I will restore, I will rebuild. Let's go back there, Amos. Are you with me here? This is a good word to listen to while you're preparing to go to work this morning. If you're going to work, amen. And if you're not going to work, well, get your tea or coffee. Sit down and listen and let God instruct you. Hope is not lost. The hope of what we have built, amen, with our own hand, amen, as, as you know, is lost. The things that we have built, amen, with our own idea, yes, have been judged. If you don't know, let me tell you, God judged the church and the nations, Yes, in 2020. And all kinds of things are beginning to manifest. In fact, there are two major things manifesting in this season. I'll tell you. The first one that is manifesting, amen, is that rebellion, amen, has entered into a new a, a, a new sphere, a new realm where people no longer, amen, care about, amen, God's voice, God's intention, God's direction. Yeah? People have become more wicked. The world system has become, and that's what the Bible says, you who are wicked continue to be wicked. <laughs> yes. So you can see that the, the, the line has been drawn. There is no longer in between. Where do you stand? Or do you believe or you don't believe? No. The line has been drawn in the sand. You are either on the world side or you are, amen, on the side of truth. You're on the side of God. Have you seen how the world today, amen, confront anything and everything that stands for God? They're no longer hiding it. Back in back, you know, back in the days in the you know in late 90s, you know, early 80s, you know, people still people still have a bit of conscience, you know, the world system, they still have a bit of conscience, all right. They, they will speak and speak indirectly. Now they will speak straight to your face. They will challenge your God straight to your face. Now you'll have to stand and make your choice. Do you believe or you don't believe? Where do you stand? Even in the workplace, now it's clear. Gone are the days where they say, well, leave your God outside, all right? Now, amen, you, you, when you talk about God in the workplace, you can be sued. In fact, you can be fired. So, it, we're living in a day where the Bible says, only those who know their God. Do you know God or you know religion? Do you know God or you know church the way man designed it? There is a church, amen, that is not designed, defined by man. And that church the Lord is building. He said, I will build. He never said, I built my church. I am building it. That church is still under construction. Those called out saints, amen. You and, my, you and I, we are still under construction. Me preaching this thing, I'm still under divine construction. Because indeed, till the day Jesus comes, the Lord will be perfecting his church. So that, amen, when we as the bride of Christ stand, we will stand immaculately white. We'll be having, amen, that white robe is coming for a glorious church, not a defeatist church, not a weakling church, not a fearful church, 
Not a church that wants to escape by rapture. No. No. It's coming for a glorious church. Have you asked yourself, how do we make ourselves glorious? Of course, we can't do it by our own might. But we can continue, amen, to, to submit and surrender ourselves to his dealings, to his process. Though he slay me, yet I will not deny him, amen. Though he take us through a time where we may not seem to understand, but because we trust in his wisdom, we trust in his voice, we trust in his direction, we submit ourselves to his process, yes. These are days of transition. We have been moved out of what we are used to. We have been moved move out of what we are you know, familiar with. We are coming into an unfamiliar terrain. Friends, we have entered a new frontier of the things of the Spirit. And it will require one who is blind to the ways of this world to follow the Lord. You think you know yourself. Wait until they begin to deal with you. All of the issues, all of the, you know, circumstance happening within and around your life is to expose you to you. So you can see how weak, so you can see how, you know, how carnal, you can see how fleshy you are. So I can see how fleshy I am, alright? And then we can cry out for mercy because you are never aware of your imperfection until they bring you to a day that you find yourself compromising. Yes, you never know. You can never say, well, me, can you, can't you see, can't you see I am such a beautiful, wonderful person oh wait until they bring you into a situation where you find yourself not knowing what to do not knowing what to say right yes new seasons amen always proves our incompetence new season always proves amen our flaws and it's not just basically to expose it but it's to help us to see why we need God. We will never get to a day or time where we think or where we assume we don't need God. When you get to that point and place where you think you have arrived, then that is the point, amen, of your downfall. Let him who thinks is stand. Take heed. Take heed. We have to take heed. There's so many things today that is distracting us away from this, from the doings of God, from the speakings of God, from the activities of God. And we have to, amen, regularly pinch ourselves, you know, slap ourselves on the face, amen, and realign ourselves to the divine order, to the divine pattern. Less we miss the path, less we miss the train. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to get to the point where what we think we know suddenly begin to create a false expression, a false image, a false identity. I mean, if the Bible can speak about the restoration amen, of the falling, David was, was a hero. He was a, he was a warrior. He was a man of great stature. And we know how God amen, took him from an humble beginning. But the day came, the Bible says, his house collapsed, his house fell. This man, amen, yes, collapsed, he fell. Everything he built came down. But God said, I will restore it. And he did restore, and he's still restoring. So, like I said, these are principles for us. These are pathway for us to understand, to see ourselves in the mirror as, I'm, as, I'm, as, as we continue to track this truth, amen. It will reveal who we are to us. It will show us who we are. Alright? It will reveal ourselves to us. The word of God is a mirror. Whenever we read and study and congregate around the word of God, the first thing, amen, the word is going to do is to show us our true image. 
point you to yourself. So that before you point accusing finger, you see yourself first. You see, when you see yourself first in the mirror of God's word, it will be very difficult for you to take the position of condemnation. It will be very difficult for you to take the posture, amen, of condemning others. No, you take the posture, amen, of right judgment. Yes, we can correct each other in love. We can, we can correct each other in love. But we are not in the position, amen, to condemn. Condemnation is of the Lord. Amen. Because the people you think, amen, are, are not perfect today, are not aligned today. Tomorrow, they may just be your leader. They may just be your leader. So we have to tiptoe into the things of God. We have to approach the things of God with the spirit, amen, of sobriety. Our heart must be open. So as we deal with David, you've got to understand that we're dealing with the construct of our hearts that impact, amen, our, 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 our psychology and of course our you know, physiology. Uh, whatever happens within our life must ap- affect our construct in the human realm. Must affect, amen, our posture in the in the in the human realm. Must affect, amen, the way we see things, the way we look at people, the way we interact, amen. It, it must affect what we buy and sell. Hallelujah. Yes, we cannot have a different life on the inside and have, amen, another life on the outside. No, we want to bring our entire life into this one sphere. Call, amen, the falling tent of David. And that's why in the in the tabernacle of David, you don't find what is called the outer court, the inner court. What you find is just one court, amen. When you enter into the tabernacle of David, which is called the tent of David, amen, you find just one place. The outer and the inner has been collapsed into one, amen. And that's a beautiful point. That's a beautiful analogy, amen. That you, 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 you enter into divine life. And that life, amen, impacts every aspect of your being. Alright, let's read on Amos chapter 9. <clears throat> Excuse me. Amos 9, 11, we are tracking the scripture. Because it's a prophetic amen, scripture pointing us to something the Spirit of God is emphasizing in our day. And I know that, like I said before, uh, uh, it's not a new revelation, but God is speaking to us from a new position. Mm -hmm. We have have climbed up to this position, this hill, and we are seeing things from a new light. And we want to understand the emphasis of the Spirit at this point so that we can imbibe, if you will, the awakened truth Amen. They are working truth from this from this auspice of of grace into our you know our 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 lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. In that day I will restore. <clears throat> Not that they say in that day. So what is that day? The day where Amen. The gospel of God, the gospel of the Son of God, Amen, is being proclaimed in the earth. The day where Amen. The ministry of Christ, the ministry of sonship. Yes, becomes pronounced. The Bible says in that day, because a people who are called sons must must enter into this order of what is called, amen, the house of David. <clears throat> are you getting the point that I'm making? So this is not a word for some religious bunch of brethren. No, this is not just 
you know, some physical thing that is happening, you know, in Israel. Of course, certain people will interpret the scripture you know, from their own natural kind of position, which we are saying right now in Israel, people are basically seeking to restore, amen, uh, you know, the, the physical, you know, temple. What they call it, the third temple. There's a construction going on. And I mentioned that yesterday where they even said they found some, you know, red ephah that they're going to use, you know, as a sacrifice on this altar of this temple that is being built. As if God suddenly, amen, is going to reverse back to, you know, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the sacrifice of bulls and, and goats while his son Jesus Christ has been sent and he has been defined as the final sacrifice so that is of course a manifestation of blindness that is still you know uh, 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 impacting the life of the nation of Israel and I'm, I'm very very concerned for a lot of believers okay who are connecting their faith amen to a physical you know a, a Jewish tribe you got to understand the way God does things in the Old Testament God used amen yes natural physical things God used allegory and we're going to be speaking about that God used allegory he uses so many things to explain to us to reveal certain to us that's why they call it a shadow a shadow cannot continue to speak when the substance amen has come Oh, your religious spirit now will begin to fight. You will, you will begin to challenge. No, this is something we've got to understand via the spirit. If you are using the physical nation of Israel to validate your spirituality, I can assure you that you have missed it. That in fact, you are amen, violating the order of your salvation. Listen, friends, I am not saying that the nation of Israel do not have amen, a role to play in God's prophetic agenda, in God's prophetic plan. Amen. In fact, it has one of the major roles to play, like other nations do. Amen. But that role is not the role, amen, of salvation because we cannot be redeemed, nor can anything be redeemed by the blood, amen, of an ephah. Regardless of the color of that ephah, you know, red, white, or green let's not kid ourselves except amen we want to go back to the law and Paul if you read the book of Romans Paul made it clear he said I have a desire I have a zeal in fact Paul said amen he's willing he's ready to lay down his life for his people but this issue of partial blindness is a major one that is still impacting so many lives today and I can understand the sentiment that many of us attach right, to the nation of Israel. I love the nation of Israel too. You can see I've got the, the nation of Israel's flag behind me. Because they play a major role in the work of God and in the activity of God's prophetic counsel. But we have to know the limits. We have to know amen, the, 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 where it stops, where that amen, uh, 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 prophetic activity amen, stops. Every, every one of us assigned with a mandate amen, has got a limit. If you step beyond your limit and presume just like amen, uh, uh, Saul did, Saul presumed he stepped out of order, amen. He stepped into something that he was not supposed to do. He stepped into a priesthood that was not designed for him. And we saw what God did. God judged him. 
We don't want to be judged. Friends, God does not have two standards for salvation and redemption. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Let me repeat again. Jesus Christ, whom they rejected, is the way, the truth, and the life. And I know that there are those whom God, you know, has prepared and is still preparing. Whose heart, amen, is for the nation of Israel. Whose heart, amen, is to go preach the gospel. The Messianic gospel to the nation of Israel. And they must continue to do that. And we must encourage them. Amen. But there is no substitution for Christ. That's the point that I'm making. There is no substitution for Jesus Christ. For the blood of Jesus Christ. And I cannot overemphasize this. Because this idea and this fallacy. Amen. Has not only penetrated amen uh, 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 the western uh, 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 nation but we have seen much of that amen in Africa because many who claim to be saved in Africa are still doing their animistic worship they, 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 they are still into ancestral worship so it's easy for them to accept that gospel and say well David is our ancestor alright he's one of the ancestors okay and of course they are still you know killing goats and, and, and cows particularly here in South Africa there are big large congregations here alright who, who you would call traditional churches who, who still practice you know anima, you know animistic you know religion who still sacrifice animals who still do all of this thing and they still call the name of Jesus let us not make the mistake God's standard are not two Jesus is the final sacrifice because his blood is the only blood, amen, that the Father will accept, that remits, that removes completely, that blots out the sin of, of man. So if you are saved by the blood of Jesus and you are still seeking, amen, to validate your salvation, your redemption, amen, through some ceremony, through some belief, through some pilgrim, all right, that you go and do, amen, in, in, in Israel. Sorry, you have not accepted or believed the full gospel yet because Jesus is the final, is the first and the final gospel. And that's why, amen, we need to be very careful that when we are hearing a truth, amen, that is not focused, whatever truth is being preached, whatever thing we preach, if it's not bringing people, amen, to Christ, to, to help them develop and, and increase and understand better, amen, that Jesus is the, is, the, is, the, is the expression, is the very expression of God's, amen, counsel and desire for humanity. If our gospel is not pointing people to Christ, then we are building another God in the hearts of people. Then we are building, amen, another Jesus. And the Bible says, before Christ returns back to earth, there will be many Jesuses that will be preached. And we're seeing it. That's why the plan of the enemy in this season, amen, is to defame the name of Jesus, amen, is to defame the, the, the face of Jesus, amen, is to, is to make the gospel of Jesus, amen, you know, an enigma to the people, amen, is to cause the people to reject, you see, that's why we have to be very careful how we present Christ, it cannot be Christ and something else. It cannot be Christ and the ancestors. It cannot be Christ, amen, or, and, you know, a, a, a Western belief. There are no two gospels. There is no Western gospel. There's no African gospel, amen. There's no Asian gospel. There's no, uh, 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 you know, Persian gospel. There is one gospel, and it's the gospel, hallelujah, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of the Son of God. 
Friends, we cannot overemphasize this. Africa today is in a state. One of the reasons why Africa is in a state of poverty is because, amen, our, our state of mind, amen, is still being, you know, ravished by, by lies. We love, we love lies. We love you know, fetish things. And I'm not saying it's limited to Africa. No, I know that even in, 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 in Europe, all right, there are parts of Europe who still believe in fetish things, who are into witchcraft and, and you know, and, and sorceries and all of that, all right? But I'm saying that here that we say, well, the gospel of the Lord has penetrated. Here where you find almost every person you meet, amen, he called Jesus Christ. They believe in God. They go to church. Many, if you will, 70%, if not more, all right, yes, have Jesus Christ and something else. A lot of people go to church, amen, who are involved, a lot of pastors today, all right, who are involved in so many things that are outside biblical principle, outside biblical truth, all right. There are a lot of people who have mingled, mixed all kinds of things to what they claim that they believe in Christ Jesus to, 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 you know, to, to, you know, to promote what they think they're selling. We have to be very careful. You see, the restoration of the tabernacle of David is a restoration of a life. <clears throat> and that's why we're going to be looking at all these words. I will restore. The word restore means I will resurrect. Destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up again. Hallelujah. They were looking at the physical temple. He was looking at the temple of his body. And this is why the issue of interpretation still matters. If our interpretation is not aligned, amen, to divine standard, to quality biblical truth. If our theology is not founded, amen, in the word of God, we will continue to delay the things of God. And of course, the, we'll delay the arrival, amen, of, of Christ. The quicker we understand, the quicker we understand, the quicker we accept, the quicker, amen, we submit to what God says and not try, amen, to interpret the word of God to suit, amen, our carnal desire, to suit our own selfish desire. The quicker we understand and allow the word to interpret itself, amen, and not depend, amen, on soulish carnal, amen, of fleshy humans, the quicker we understand and we submit, Listen, the quicker we will mature in the things of God. He said, by the time you ought to be teachers of men, you still need people to teach you the elementary parts, amen, of the, of the gospel. You still need people to, to explain to you. You're still being fed with milk when you ought to be feeding on meat. This is the indictment. Paul, hallelujah, was passing to the Hebrew brethren. When you need, amen, you, you to have grown and developed, you still need people to feed you with elementary things. And this is, this is why the entire book of Hebrew, the entire book of Hebrew was written, amen, to disabuse the lie of bringing Judaism into, amen, yes, the life of the called at once. Let me repeat again. The entire book of Hebrews was written, amen, to reveal Christ to the Jewish brethren. To reveal Christ, hallelujah, yes, to the Jewish tradition, to reveal Christ, hallelujah, to the issues of temple worship. 
that's why if you open the book of Hebrews, the first thing amen, that you're going to see that amen, God is now speaking to us through his son, not through the fathers, not through the ancestors. God is now speaking to us through his son. Every prophet must, must have, amen, the spirit of sonship. If your prophetic ministry is not expanding, manifesting, amplifying Christ, then you are preaching another gospel. Then you are prophesying with another spirit. If your apostolic ministry, amen, is not to build Christ in people and in the nation, then you are promoting another gospel. If you are shepherding, hallelujah, the people and you are not pointing the people to Jesus Christ and you're pointing the people to yourself or to another person or to another community or to another God knows who, then you are basically building, hallelujah, another God in the heart in the heart of the people if you are seeking to reach the world amen and not reach the world to proclaim Christ but to prove to them of your anointing and how powerful you are then you are you are you you you, you are positioning yourself in the order of God's judgment are you getting this friends Christ must be the fullness of what we stand for of what we preach Christ must be the center focus, the center point, and the center pot of our existence, of our ministry, of our life. The restoration of the falling tent of David, hallelujah, is the restoration of God's love. Listen, David means the beloved. David means the beloved. That's why God spoke to us from the book of Revelation chapter 3. Amen. That he is going to restore. Amen. He's going to give to us. Amen. The key of David is opening a door for us. That door. Amen. And the key to access that door. Amen. Is the spirit of agape. And that's why God spoke. Amen. Uh, emphasized that truth from a place called Philadelphia. The word Philadelphia, amen, is the expression of love. We have to imbibe this process, this truth into our life so that all of the things that we are speaking and we are seeking to, amen, understand is zero into the revelation. The more we know Christ, the more we are transformed. Of course, if we allow that light of Christ to shine in us because to know is one thing, to apply the knowledge into the experience of our life is another thing hallelujah yes we can know a lot of things that we are we are not practicing we know things by head and that's not that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about amen a knowledge that comes via experience like adam knew his wife and then they brought forth hallelujah we want to come into knowledge so we can bring forth heaven's intention heaven's counsel heaven's desire we want to go beyond amen the, the minds of men we want to go beyond traditions we want to go beyond amen our own ideas and feelings we want to come into the ways of the spirit hallelujah David basically is a portal, is a vessel, is a is a is a is a gateway, amen, to accessing this thing, heaven. Hallelujah. He's speaking to us. The Bible said, as you saw him leave the earth, is the same way you're gonna see him return. There's a pattern in the scripture, and that's the pattern that I believe the Lord wants us to begin to highlight as we continue to deal with the issues, amen, of the restoration. The restoration, amen. There are a lot of things today that we're 
godly that have been shattered and pulled down. There are a lot of godly people, wonderful people who have missed their way. And a lot of brethren, amen, who today no longer have fellowship, amen. Uh, some have even left the, the ways of God. Beautiful, wonderful people. This is the day of their restoration. Hallelujah. This restoration is going to bring them back into divine alignment. Why? Because God is speaking, amen, to the things that they need to hear, to the things that they need to understand, to the things that they need to align to, so that their life, amen, can then begin to walk in the relevancy of God's prophetic objective for their life. This is the day. Then, in that day, I will restore the fallen tent of David. Either to the tent of David has fallen and men have made a mockery of the things of God. Men have made a mockery of the ways of God. They have laughed at us. Even, even ourselves, we laugh at ourselves. You know, I'm sure you do that if you're sincere with yourself. You ask yourself, how have I fallen? They say, consider where you're falling. How have I fallen? When last did you pray? When last did you have a wonderful time in the presence of God? You've been captured by all kinds of distractions. Your heart is seeking, amen, to eat from the fruit. In fact, you're feeding, amen, from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Are you getting the point that I'm making? We're running helter skelter looking for things that are beneath our house. But we're all over the place. We're running from pillar to post, seeking for something to fulfill us, to satisfy us. Why God says, just wait here. No, many of us are falling. How we are falling? They say, consider where you are falling. I will restore. And God is not restoring all kinds of things. He's restoring, amen. Yes, the tent, the life, the nature of David, the life, the character of David. That's what we need. That is what you and I need. Amen. We, we don't need another, another idea. We don't need another philosophy. We don't need another culture. We don't need something to be imposed on us. We don't need to be lured and to be to be lied to all right, by the world of media. We don't need to be lied to and be deceived by all kinds of things out there. We don't need to be lied to, amen, by another alternatives out there. We don't need to be lied to, amen, thinking that the more you go to church, the more, amen, you're going to become spiritual. It's good to go to church, to have fellowship with people and brethren, but you've got to understand that is not enough. We need to press more into Christ. And if you press more into Christ, you will see the need to congregate, to meet with, with your fellow brothers. Amen. You will see the need, amen, to give. You will see the need, hallelujah, to love. You will see the need, hallelujah, to sacrifice. You see, you've got to understand what is the priority in this season. The priority of our walk with God starts with our restoration back to the place of His presence. This is the reason why amen, they chose David because he had a heart. There's something about the heart of David that opened up the things of God. There's something about the heart of David that will not take advantage. That will not take advantage, amen, of even a king in his weakest moments. There's something about David that will not seek, amen, to force his way, to impose his way. There's something about David. It's not perfect. But he had a good heart. He had a heart. He, 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 he wants to love God. He wants to serve God. He wants to please him. And he's ready. He's ready to put his life on the line. He's ready to, to say to, amen, uh, you know, his, his general, you have killed 
somebody that you are not supposed to kill yes this man is our enemy but he came to me in good faith and you you turn and went and kill him you've done something wrong and when you look at David you will see order you will see a, a man of structure you will see a man who understands principle many of us have lost principle you can't have principle if you don't have values and values amen amen are sourced from yes what you believe what do you believe everything cannot just go everything cannot just be accepted just because it came from the nice brother no you've got to weigh things there has to be a measuring yastic to how we live our life to how we interact to how we look at things how we look at ourselves how we define life there has to be a yastic the world have their own yastic the world, amen, they submit to what is called the prince of this world. They submit to an order that is called Mammon. The Bible says Mammon, amen, is the god of this world, not even Satan. The Bible says Mammon. They say you cannot serve God and Mammon. Mammon is the spirit, amen, that promotes, amen, satanic activity. People will kill their own brother. They will kill their husband. They will kill their wife. They will kill their own children to, to make money, to have money. They will step on other toes. You see, so I say you cannot just say well I, I've got values no on what values on what foundation does those values you know build on people are arrogant amen express arrogance because amen their life is sourced from certain value system arrogance come out of pretense you want people to, to see you from a different light, amen, to, you know, to respect you, but from a very, you know, contrary value system. So you don't mind to pretend to do what you're doing, to say what you need to say. You act in a particular way, you behave in a particular way, you do certain things, you hang around certain places and certain people, amen, because there is something that you're seeking for, there's something you want to project, there's a persona you want people to see. It's all built, amen, on the foundation of your value system. This is what they found in David. There is nothing contrary in the foundation that defines his value system. There is no flesh there. There is no self there. When he had the opportunity to kill Saul, he could have killed Saul. In fact, they had already anointed him as a king when Saul was seeking to kill him. He spared his life. You may think the things that I'm talking about are very, you know, shallow, you know, menial things. But they carry weight in the spirit. Because it's not just about you finishing something to God. It's how you finish it. It's how you finish it. It's the principle you operate with. It's the values that defines your life. So understand what they mean when they say in the last day, God will restore the falling tent. I was looking at that word tent. The tabernacle of David is a tent, is a boot. Some, some translations say a clay house. You know, it's not something fanciful. It's not a basilica. <clears throat> it's not a mansion. The falling tent of David houses one thing and one thing alone the ark of the presence of God. <laughs>
the fallen tent of David only houses one thing. Only one thing. You don't find amen, all of those activity, all of those ceremonial utensils you find under the you know tabernacle of Moses. You don't find it amen, in the in the boot in the in the tent of David that houses the ark of God. You don't find it. And guess what? God was comfortable there. <laughs> I said God was comfortable there. The presence of God was comfortable there. You see, it's not the Palatian temple we build in the name of God that counts. It is the spirit to which we're building. It is the value, amen, that that thing is going to produce that matters to God. That's why when Solomon built his temple, oh, it was massive. It was one of the seven wonders. People came from different parts of the world to look at this thing that Solomon built. You know, Solomon is just a loud person. He he, he likes to lavish things. I mean, when he was sacrificing, he sacrificed 10,000 bulls unto God. Just imagine the river of, of blood flowing on that day. That's, that's Solomon for you. But Solomon and, 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 and David are two different people. And God, amen, des designed them, amen, in, in the way they are. You've got to see, Solomon came from David, but David, earlier was not one who, who, who goes out of his, he's not an extravagant person. But he builds with his heart. He builds, amen, with the construct of his spirit. A tent, a tent. That's where, that's where he put the presence of God, the ark of God. God said to Solomon, yes, this thing you've built is good. My presence will be there. As long as you serve me, as long as you do what is right. But the day you choose to disobey me, this place will become a byword. This mansion, this house that you have built, this, this thing that people have, are coming from different parts of the world to see and their jaw drops. I will make it a house of jackal and wolves. And what happened? The temple was invaded, destroyed, because they turned their heart away from God. Are you getting the point? I, 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 it's good that we build good things and great things for God, but the heart to which, the motive to which we build, and it's not enough to have the right motive, but we have to have the consistency and the continuity of maintaining the presence and the glory of God in what we have built. If we have not done that, then your judgment is coming, and we have seen. You will, know, you will agree with me, like I said earlier, Judgment came in 2020. But you see, many a times we don't know how to interpret the judgment of God. Somebody will say, well, but look, what we built is still standing. In fact, we have doubled up. We, we, are, even, we are even doing more expansion. We, they are const uh, grace shall be the fall. Sometimes the judgment of God is the hardening of the hearts of the people of God. Ah, God help us. When you get to the point where you can no longer hear God, where you now begin to turn to the witch of Endom to receive a prophetic word, to know what God is doing, then you know that you've crossed the line. And that is the position where most men of God are today, particularly in Africa and of course in the West. The difference in the West is, you see, they already have infrastructures to cover up their mess, to cover up their lies. Yeah, we use infrastructure, amen, to boost our ego and pride and our idolatry. 
You can't go to the West and, and try to dazzle them, except for the ones that are very carnal, and use the size of your church, all right, to dazzle them. You can use number to dazzle them because to them, number translates to popularity. In the West, number, 10,000 people, oh wow, you must be a very influential person. How did you get the influence? You see, when we begin to probe all of this thing, you see the corruption in the heart of men. As, as it is worse in the West and in Europe, so it is worse in Africa today. Particularly, in fact, today is, is more worse in Africa. What we call, amen, church, the house of God, is a mess. It has become the house of Jakarta. Like God said, this place where my presence is and my glory dwells, if you turn your heart and go to worship other idols, I will make it. God said, I will make it. It will become a place where people will spit on. People will ease when they walk past. That's why most of our so-called churches today, all right, what we do to maintain it, all right, is jamboree, all right, is entertainment, is singers, no worshippers. Now worshippers sing is singing. It's entertainment. That's how we that's how we maintain the work. Call people to fast. Call people to prayer. They will not turn up. But call them and say, We are bringing frankly. We're bringing uh, uh, whiners. We're bringing God knows who. The place will be jam-packed. How we are falling. How we are falling. How we are falling. How we have fallen. God is restoring the fallen tent of David. I will repair its gap. What brought this house to have gaps? One of the things we saw, I'm going to round up now. One of the things we saw in the restoration of the walls of Nehemiah was the building of the gaps, wall to wall. I will repair his gap, restore his ruins. And rebuild it as in the days of old. What is God saying? I will rebuild it in the days of... In other words, it will have the same glory. What is that glory? The glory of a heart that is consecrated. The glory of a heart that is circumcised. The glory that God found in that young man. When he looked at him and said, I found one to replace you, Saul. I found one in the house of Jesse. Whose heart is after me the restoration of the tabernacle of david is a heart that is after god that is that is in hot pursuit of god is one chasing god not chasing fame not chasing name not chasing popularity not chasing platforms not chasing preaching engagement across the world but one whose heart is chasing God. That is what God means when he says I will restore it as in the days of old It's not restoring the old order It's restoring a heart of circumcision It's restoring a heart of one who is brave Come on It's restoring a heart of one who is brave That in the day where a shame need to be removed from the entire land Because a giant by the name Goliath of Gath stood with the Philistine that even the king and the brothers of David all went into hiding 
David was never prepared a warrior. But he was, a pre- well, he was prepared as a psalmist. He was prepared as a shepherd. You mean a shepherd is going to fight war? <laughs> You'll be surprised how a shepherd can kill, can fight, and can restore the glory of God back to a nation. Who has been captured by falsehood, by lies, by deceit. David was sent with bread, milk, and cheese to the war front. He ended up becoming, hallelujah, the slayer of the giants. Are you seeing, friends? It's not about might. What you think you need to prepare you for this season is not what it is. I'm about to finish. What you think you require, you need to prepare you to conquer in this season is not what it is particularly in the world of AI in the world of ChatGPT, uh, in the world of AI oh how we need the presence of God restore back because many of those things that you think you're gonna you're gonna prepare yourself to get listen to this there are things that can outsmart you that can outdo you Chat GPT can write you a sermon, you know, a, 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 what do you call it, an outline for your sermon on Sunday morning. <laughs> God help us. What a day we live in when AI can tell you what to preach Sunday morning and it will be accurate, but of course, it doesn't have the heart of God. Again, the point. So don't kid yourself. We, you have to, you and I must, must make it a duty. To have a heart after the Father. We've got to have a heart for God. In that day, I will restore the fallen tent of David. I will repair it. I will repair its gap. Restore its ruins. And rebuild it as in the days of old. Lord, we honor you this morning. Once again, you've spoken to us in a profound way. We cannot deny your voice. We cannot deny your speakings. We cannot, de- we cannot deny your emphasis in this season in time. Help us to stop doing our own thing. Help us to come to the point and place where we see what you're doing. So we can partner with it. Restore us. Restore us, oh God. Yes, woman of God. I love that word. Restore us, repair us, rebuild us. We need it. Father, we need to be restored. We need to be repaired. We need to be rebuilt. If there are things that are beyond repair, bring a new, a new order, a new system. Replace those things. Oh, Father. Help us. Help us in this season. Yes, Brother Charles. We need God's help in this season. We need our eyes to look back to the things that matters. We need our minds to connect to the heartbeat of God. We don't want to be hardened at heart. Give us a heart of flesh. Remove the heart of stone. Do a walk in us perfect your work in us 
Oh, Spirit of God, help us, align us, equip us, build us up. May your glory continue to walk a walk in us. He said, For you are the God who is at work in us, both to will and to do, even of your own good pleasure. We thank you. In this part too, O oh God, of what you are saying, may your spirit, O oh God, help us to understand your heart, your mind, and your voice. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Friends, thank you once again this morning for joining us, for being part of this live broadcast. I pray that God will have mercy on us. God will continue to enable us that this word will keep perfecting God's divine counsel and intentions in our life. As we go about our day, our day's work, please let's continue to think about these things go back to these teachings just hear what the Lord, amen, is saying to you in person replay the message again hopefully in the next uh, half an hour, now there about the audio should be ready so get the audio, there's a reason why we keep putting the audio there because we know that a lot of people <clears throat> are still struggling with, you know, data data is a bit expensive but it's very, very uh, cost, is, cost uh, 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 effective all right, with audio. So uh, I would like you to get, get the audio, go to our uh, um, Anchor platform. You know, we always, of course, we always post the audio on, on our social media platform, Facebook and a few others. So download the audio, listen to them and let them, you know, speak to you. Let God speak to you through his, his voice. Let's use these technologies that are there for us until our spirit, amen, aligns to God's heart and desire. Thank you so very much. Thank you for giving <clears throat> me your time this morning. Really grateful. I appreciate it. Share the message with your friends, family, loved ones, colleagues, other brethren in the Lord. Let them know what God is doing. God is speaking to us, amen, from a position of spiritual awakening. And his emphasis is is restoring the tabernacle of David, giving us a key to access a divine door that is open to us. And we want to understand what all of this is and means to us as individuals. So once again, thank you. I'm grateful for your time. God bless you. Have yourself a blessed day. Thank you everyone that have joined us. Amen. Really appreciate this wonderful time of fellowship. God bless you. Keep your faith in the Lord and keep rejoicing in him. God bless you. Bye-bye.